Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? Hello? How you doing, man? I'm good. I've been chilling. I'm making some chicken and rice right now. Waiting to tell you this story I have. What is the story you have? Well, <laughs> all right. So I have this friend. I've been friends with him since high school. And um, I take family trips usually every year um, with my family to the, our home country. And he kind of invited himself on this trip a couple months ago. Well, not him, his mom. His mom came up to me and was like, hey, I'm going to surprise him with tickets on your family trip. And I was like, what? Like, okay, I guess. So that was where it started. Wait, so we go okay, step trip. back real quick. So okay. his mom, so first of all, where, where's your home country? Uh, Honduras. Honduras. So your friend, his mom comes up and is like, I'm surprising my son with tickets to go to Honduras with you. Yes, exactly. Bizarre. Okay, continue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we go on this trip. We go on the trip, finally. And it's around New Year's. And uh, my mom has a house there. So we have a little uh, New Year's party on the 31st with all the family over. Like all my uncles, all my aunts, every single one of my cousins is there. You know, it's a family function. And, uh, you know, my family likes to drink alcohol. And, you know, they like to have a good time. People there were drunk and stuff. Everyone's having a good time. Um, but my friend, he likes to drink a lot. So he kind of got blackout wasted and drank these three entire bottles of like the cheapest, hardest liquor that they sell over there. And uh, he ended up asking my cousins around for Coke throughout the night. And I had to find out from one of them. And that was kind of the first red flag of many on this trip that he invited himself on. But I kind of brushed it under the rug the next morning. And, you know, I saw my good friend. But then we go on this another like a, uh, we go on this island on uh, on this in my country or whatever. And he starts talking to my one of my closest cousins. She's around my age as well. And he starts talking to her, like, privately on WhatsApp. And I'm like, okay, like, what the fuck, what, what are they talking about? And then, basically, he's, he tells my girlfriend eventually that he starts falling for my cousin and starts having a crush on her and how he makes him feel so like himself and how he's falling head over heels for her. And he was waiting till after the trip to even tell me any of this because he didn't want to ruin his chances of doing anything with her while on this trip. So he figured he'd just wait until after. And I'm finding all of this out from my girlfriend, mind you. He's not telling me anything because he's telling my girlfriend this stuff. Now, I mean, look, do we know? I mean, how does your cousin feel about your friends? Well, to be honest with you, she actually entertained it as well. So she kind of like, because she's really friendly and all this stuff. So she was, you know, like being, talking to him, being nice. And she started, I guess, being kind of flirty with him as well, you know. And I don't really, honestly, like, honestly, I don't care what they do. They're adults. I'm not mad over the fact that they're talking or whatever. I'm more so right. mad about the fact that he didn't tell me about it. Like, if he would have just All told right. me, I would have been like, okay, cool, dude. I just don't want to see it. Or, I don't, you know, like, All I think, right. like, he, uh, yeah, you know, like, I don't really care about that. It's more so how All he right. went about it. You know what All I mean? Right. 
All right. So there was the the out getting a little too drunk. He's hitting on your cousin. What else is going on? What else is going on? All right. So we have another family party at one of my aunt's house. A couple of days later, I'm celebrating one of my aunt's birthdays, and uh, we're all there. And during the night, I had this other cousin that is kind of like more of a distant cousin, but uh, but I met her on this trip, so. Um, she was at this party and he met her on the New Year's party at my house and he saw her there. Mind you, this is a different cousin, a completely different cousin. He's just he's just going he, after all he, your cousins. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He he, he kind of treated this vacation like a like a like a trip to the club. Like he was trying to find where the coke was, trying to get as drunk as he can and trying to hit on as many girls as he can, but except the pool is like my family. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay. Maybe his mom, maybe that's why his mom invited him because he just like, she wanted him to find a girlfriend or something. I don't know. I, honestly, okay. honestly, he, he said he, when I talked to him about it, eventually he told me that, um, he told me that, Oh, like, it's not my fault. Like it just happened. Like, you know, like, like, you like, I didn't expect to just, uh, fall for your cousin and this and that. Oh, but I didn't right. tell you, he actually made out with this other cousin I was telling you about. She told yeah, so what happened she at was this? Like, oh, I want. What happened at this uh, this party, your aunt's party? Yeah, yeah. So she tells one of my cousins, she's like, "Oh, tell your my friend's name." She's like, "Tell him that I want to um, say bye to him because I guess she was about to leave." So they call him into the room. He's about to, he thinks he's about to say bye to her, and then apparently on his like what he told me was that. Uh, she grabbed him and then kissed him and then he just couldn't say no so he went along with it and then made out with her essentially and then he, he told us this like 30 seconds after it happened he's like I just made out with uh, your cousin or whatever he's like he's like I wasn't gonna say no like this and that like he was kind of flexing it a little bit when he came yeah. in the room yeah yeah he's bragging about making out with your cousin yeah and he's drunk too so it kind of makes it a little worse he kind of like is way more energetic and enthusiastic when he's drunk, you know. Damn, this man, <laughs> this man invited himself on your family trip and then made out with your cousin. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's that's very funny. Yeah, so I I actually ended up talking to him about this after the trip. And during the trip, I, I was like, you know, I was kind of caught off guard, but I wasn't really thinking about it too much because I was just trying to enjoy my family trip. You know, I don't see my family too often. Um, like they all live in Honduras and I live uh, in the States. So I, you know, whenever I see them, I want to be around them and stuff. Um, but I was just focusing on that. But when I came back here, I kind of started thinking about the situation more. I was like, you know what? Like, those things he did was kind of fucked up. Like, I don't know. Like, and then I called him about it and, Oh, actually I, I didn't say anything about it. Cause I kind of just wanted to simmer and think about it for a little bit. Sure, brush under the rug. But then he would. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, his, uh, he had like a relative, uh, pass away right when he got back. Um, so he kind of called me and was like, Hey, like, can you come over? You know, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I, I went over to his house to kind of like hang out with him. You know, he was home alone because his mom uh, traveled somewhere. And uh, and uh, so I went to his house and we're hanging out and stuff. And then he's like, hey, man, I got to talk to you. I'm like, OK, like, what's up? And he's like, I think I'm falling in love with your cousin. And mind you, this is when we get back from the trip, you know, like he, I, I thought that he had stopped talking to her or whatever. But he was like, I think I'm falling for your cousin. You know, and I was like, what do you mean? And he's just telling me how he doesn't feel any type of other way about any other girl and how he feels so good around her. And I don't know. He was just telling me all that. And I was just telling him, like, no, like, I mean, I don't care what you do. I'm just I'm, I'm going to tell you that I think it is weird and you can do what you want with that information. If that makes sense, you know. But I will let you know how I feel, but you can do whatever you want. You know and what, I mean? what did he do with that information? 
he just kind of begged me to change my mind. Like right after I told him that, he was like, I, I told him, I was like, you know, like you can do whatever you want, but uh, I'm gonna just let you know that it's weird. You can do whatever you want. He was like, are you sure you're not gonna, are, are you sure you're not gonna be okay with it? Like, are, like, are, you, are you positive you're never gonna change your mind? And then I was like, no, like I just I just told you 20 times how I felt about it. Like, see, if I'm going to. Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to this story. Is it over? Are you done? Is there more stuff? Um, I think I think that's the gist of it. But he basically just begged me and kind of just asked me, like, hey, like, you sure it wouldn't be OK? And I'm like, no. I don't think so. And then he was like, can I, I guess I'll just Can I ask you a legitimate, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Well, I, okay. I understand why you were upset with him inviting himself on your on the trip and making out with your cousin and just kind of like, just generally being a presence that you were not, that you did not invite on this trip. It's understandable. But can I ask you, now that it's all said and done... And your cousin's into him, and he's into your cousin. Uh, why do you care that he's trying to pursue your cousin? Well, I guess I, I don't care that he's trying to pursue my cousin. I care about like all the background stuff that happened around it because okay. him in the process, like in the pro- like him pursuing my cousin was a result of his over blackoutness at all my family events and his yes. lack of like respect on hanging around my family yes. um, and just his general demeanor around my family. Like I'm not yes. like, like I said before, like I'm not, I don't care that he's talking to her or whatever. Yes. I talked to him about the way he acted around my family. Right. And You're honestly, not, as a yes. friend in general. Go ahead. And that's kind of what I'm concerned about. Cause it's like, okay. I can't really let that slide. If you think it's okay to just like disrespect me yes. and my family just so casually yes. you know okay this is not a, this is not as simple as i don't want it, my friend dating my cousin this is, this is more to this this is about the way yeah. he was acting on the trip this is about him getting blackout drunk and just you know being being a being a fuckhead and doing all this stuff and he know and and when when you when you had this conversation with him did you express that that it was about more than just um yeah of course and do you think he got, do you think he understood that? Or do you think he was still on the wave that you were just upset because she's your cousin? You know, that's a, that's a good question because when I talked to him, I don't really think he understood that because yeah. um, when I told him like, you know, I don't care that you're talking to her. I just care about the way you were acting, like what led up to that, like what uh-huh. you did to lead up to that. And he responded with, you know, I never would have done any of those things if I wasn't blackout drunk or if I wasn't super wasted. Like, you know, I never would have done those things sober, right? And I just don't, I, I don't really like, you know, my family <laughs> drinks and stuff, but I don't believe yeah. in being a whole different person and being a completely different, like making different decisions just because you're drunk. Like, you're still sure, you I don't either, at the yeah. end of the day. Like, you're still the same person regardless. If not, more of the truth comes out when you're drunk. The more real you comes out, I feel like. Well, listen, man, I'll say this. I get it. I understand why now. I think, you know, this is, again, a bigger issue than just uh, your friend dating your cousin. I think at a certain point, um, maybe it sounds like you need to have another conversation with him because I don't think he got it. You know? Yeah. And listen, my friend, if you have another conversation with him and he still doesn't get it, I mean, you don't have to be this guy's friend if you don't want to, you know? Um, yeah, man, this is, this is, this is tough, but I, I don't know. My kind of assessment after hearing all this is that he didn't understand because when you were telling me at first, I didn't understand. I thought it was just like, as I, 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 I didn't, I, I didn't realize that there was more to it than that. So I think you could benefit yeah. from another conversation. Yeah course i talked to him twice about it because after the first conversation he kind of texted me and was like i didn't understand any of what you said can you like call me back and give me a better explanation like that explanation sucked and he said he he said like he said that explanation sucked yeah he was like i just understood that you said a whole lot of fucking nothing 
Like, can you call me he back, said, please? He, he literally but, said, I just understood that you said a whole lot of fucking nothing. He, in those, ex- yeah, exact copy and pasted <sighs> words. He said, okay, that. let's, let's. I called him back kind of frustrated because I was yeah. like, you know, like I asked you if you had any questions or I asked you to have an open conversation. And he kind of shrugged everything off and was like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So then just like that, his response to me addressing it, like calmly the way I'm talking now, like his response to that kind of confirmed me not wanting to really be around that type of person. If I can't really have an open, transparent conversation with you and you're kind of just Mm -hmm. shrugging me off and telling me to fuck off. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it goes both ways, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's fair, man. It's fair. Um. Dude, this guy is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's definitely a, a character. My family really liked him, but a lot of people would just come up to me and be like, he needs to stop drinking, you know, but I don't know. I'm reassessing my distance away from him, you know. Um, right now, I'm not talking to him, but I can just take my space and do me for now. I'm not too concerned about it, but it's just I've known him for a while, so it's kind of been on my mind, but. It's a tough thing when you know the guy for a while, but um, I mean, you don't have to fucking have that be much of a factor in this. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Jan, listen, man, thanks for telling us this whole story, and uh, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're uh, setting your boundaries appropriately with this guy. Um, I feel bad for I feel bad for your cousin that's about to start dating this guy. I actually don't, I don't know whether know. they're still talking. So. Okay. Well, listen, when that wedding happens, please let me know because I want to come. <laughs> it sounds like it'll be very fun. It'll be a, it'll be a weird wedding. We'll and we can there. all get blackout drunk together. And laugh about it. Uh, well, Yon, anything you else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yeah, I just want to say thank you for hearing me out. And uh, I love your show. And uh, I really love what you're doing. Thanks, and man. Hopefully I get to see you in Chicago when you're here. I'll be there. I'm going to Chicago. The Lincoln Lodge. I love that place. I'll be there. All right. Well, hopefully I'll see you there. Hey. All right. Thank you, Lock. Good night. Jack, bless you. Hey, folks. This episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. 
Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Hello? Hello? Elias! What's up? How are you, man? Pretty good. I'm chilling. Just got home. How can I get you today? What's going on? Uh, well, I talked to the call screener and I gave them uh, two options for choices. So the first one was regarding um, me messing around with uh, the paranormal and demons and my fiance is getting um, unhappy with the fact that it is now starting to linger in the home and affect her. And then the other option was that uh, I just finished cybersecurity school and I'm trying to get a job. It's been really difficult. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, I, let's, let's do the I, let's do the ghosts. Okay. I'm a yeah, yeah, I'm on. Let's do, uh, let's do the ghosts. All right. You're summoning okay. demons into the home, and your wife is not cool with that. Yeah, there's one specific that I call the mimic that can like replicate voices, and it's done my voice to her a couple of times, and she gets really upset. You and then there's have other summoned a okay. You're okay. Well. Okay, you're gonna. We're gonna have to do this one thing that you said. We're gonna have to process one thing that you say at a time. Okay, okay, okay. I want you when you say something. I want you to stop for a second so I can process it because I can tell that every word that is going to come out of your mouth is going to spark a thousand questions within me. So let's take this very slow. Okay. You have summoned a demon into your home who you claim can mimic the sound of your voice. Anyone's voice. Okay. Are you fucking with your wife? Because you, you, that would be such a fuck with thing. If no, you say, no, I have no, sexually no, no, summoned no. the demon that can uh, use my own voice. And then you tell, that, then you run, you scurry off into another room. And then you go, have the, the <laughs> Natalia. Because, uh, and it's actually you. There's, uh, there's, there's only one issue with that is it does other voices. And other people have had issues. So uh, my friend had uh, it mimic like his mom one time. Uh, I've had it do my grandma. I believe she's had it also do her mother. Um, it's done her to me before when she wasn't here. Um, yeah, it's not great sometimes. Okay. What other demons do you summon? And I actually, I actually thought it was gone for a while too, but it came up in a dream the other night, and I woke up in like a cold sweat, and yeah. it was not gone. What other demons do you summon into the house? Um, well, that's the only one I think I've actually summoned. A lot of other ones, I'll like go to a antique store, walk around until I feel like uh, I'm being watched, and then I'll usually try to hone in on like whatever object is giving me the jitters. I'll buy that. Uh, I've ordered things online. That's actually how I first got even interested in cybersecurity. It's because I was going on the dark web buying haunted shit. And looking for grimoires, uh, but I my like previous most. Of All my right, see, I, we're gonna. I'm, I'm, I have to return back to my uh, initially established thing of you saying one okay. thing because I knew this was gonna happen. I knew you were going. I knew you were yeah. going to say something like, "Yeah, I was buying haunted things on the dark web," and then keep talking as if you didn't just say that, and that we had to talk about what you mean by that. So let's yeah. keep, let's keep, let's, what were you buying that was haunted on the dark web? 
Um, well, I think the first thing I did was a Ouija board. And that one, it was, it was you fine. Don't have, I mean, you can I get a Ouija get board at Target. Yeah, but these ones, uh, a lot of people will almost document their experiences with it. So I can kind of get like, this is when I was first really messing with it. Um, and so I didn't want to like dump, jump in over my toes or anything. I've only ever had like spirits come to me. Uh, like when my first memory as a child is of an old spirit man watching me while I sleep. And that's continued all the way up until present day. And then after that, my grandma has recently told me that when I was young, uh, she would often find me playing games with nobody there. And it in, in eventually got narrowed down to I was playing with the spirit of a uh, young Indian girl. Because I was playing native, because I'm in Arizona. I'm actually going to see you in Phoenix next week for my birthday. But um, oh, we got to talk about this on stage uh, anyway. I was playing like games I shouldn't know how to play, and uh, eventually my cousin got upset about it because she shared a room next to mine, and she would end up having issues. And then after that, it's just been various things here and there, but. Then I eventually got to looking more into how I can trigger it because I kind of enjoy the feeling of it. And so I was like, well, if they're not going to come to me, I'll bring, I'll bring them here. That's when I started with the Ouija board. And then I started looking into Dybbuk boxes. And then that's how I started getting into demonology. And then I uh, did a lot of research on like the Salamic seals and the demons of Solomon, Andrew Crowley. Uh, all that, all that good stuff. What is your life like outside of hunting demons? Uh, typical time. Uh, mm, mm -hmm. go to work, hang out. You know what? I've been suppressing this, but I I want I want to hear from you, your thoughts on this. Look, okay. when you tell me that you're buying haunted Ouija boards on the dark web, and you're summoning spirits <laughs> that mimic the voices of random people, um, yeah, the the voice one was uh not as much of a as a on purpose one. It killed all my plants the next morning as well. Like when I woke up, all my plants had died. So I was actually pretty pissed off about that. And then I've had some other ones where I wake up with like scratches and stuff. And those aren't cool. Are you sure but, these are, de are you sure these are demons that are visiting you? Yeah, I live alone. Uh, me and my fiance aren't moving in together till, till next month. So I've lived alone through some of this. And then I've lived with family before it. And they were the ones uh, like my mom and stuff who would get pissed off at me because just weird shit would happen. Okay. So I kind of took moving on my own as an opportunity to not get complaints. Get, get complaints about the demons that you're summoning from the people that you live with. So you're like, okay, so yeah, you're like, okay, like, finally. Get... So you're like, okay, finally, I don't have any roommates. I don't have any family. I'm gonna summon all the demons I want. In my studio yeah. apartment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and nobody will bother. Yeah, exactly. Can I yeah, introduce an like idea? I'm not a real therapist. You know that about me, but yeah. um, I do like to think about things. I do like to wonder things. And as you tell me this, I'm wondering: Is sitting alone in an apartment, summoning demons, healthy? Well, like sometimes people. No, people come over and do it with me. It's just because no one wants to do it in their house. Like last time my friend got caught with a Ouija board, his mom made him burn it because she started having dreams that there was a Ouija board in the house. So now we just kind of use my house as like the... Because I mean, I'm, I'm not renewing the lease here. It's kind of like a toss away. Though. You're not renewing the lease? No, the lease expires next month and then, you know, I'm out of here. I'm getting a house. So, so you're I just mean, leaving. Is, so you're like summoning. I mean, look. So you're just summoning all these demons for the next person to move in and hang out with. Not my problem. 
It's fucking reckless, man. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I get calls like these a lot about paranormal things. And, um, you know, look, I don't believe. Is it insensitive to, for me to say to you that's that I don't almost believe why can... I don't... Is it insensitive no, 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 for me to say to I'm you that I sure don't I... believe that you can summon demons? No, to this point, I'm still 50-50. Like, I always try to combat it against, like, well, like, when I started waking up with scratches, I was like, okay, maybe my dog jumped on me in my sleep. So, like, I didn't sleep yes. with the dog for, like, two months. Like, anything that I can do to disprove it, like, I will. Okay. All right. So, let's sit with this for a second, because I don't think you can summon demons. And half of you thinks you can't either. No, yeah, a good half of me thinks I can't. Okay, a good half. That's like that's like fifty one percent. No, I'd say it's like sixty forty. Like this is also like it's something to do, you know. But then there's times where it's like I can't explain what's happening, and then it. But I'll just you know, dismiss it because there's always you know I'm sure there's always some way you could break it down. But, I mean, one of these days, you know, maybe I'll just get something so solid that I'll, like, die on this hill. Again, we were, I've, but look, like if, you're doing this because you're bored, right? Uh, that's a part of it. Yeah, oh, definitely, partially. All right, so work with me on this, work with me on this. Is there a better thing you could be doing than summoning demons? I mean... I went to school and finished school. Okay. You ever like play I video mean, games? I've been doing other stuff. This isn't like a twenty-four-seven thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. I Maybe I have an incorrect idea of what your life is I get like. Mad because again, chat. I am imagining you alone in a studio apartment, no, I live a pretty summoning life. demons, like, uh, and I'm like, is, "Are you okay? Are you hanging in no, there?" No, no. I'm, I'm actually. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I know. That's the like craziest got, part of it is you sound like you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's pretty. We're chilling. I mean, yeah. Elias, do you have any therapy advice for me? I'm jealous of you. I want your life. Um, I actually, so do you, I actually always have wanted to ask you. And it's funny you guys started talking about like how you've gotten more empathetic and stuff because I actually wanted to ask you if you've ever start feeling like you're desensitized. Because I've been watching you since before the podcast. And so I've really kind of like seen the progression. And I almost feel like to me, you seem more desensitized now than you did before. But there's like certain things that'll get you excited. Usually when you have a guest on, that's why I love the guest episodes. Because it's almost like a flashback to to the uh, original therapy gecko back when dudes were talking about Donald Trump Donald Trump time traveling and yeah you know all that all that good stuff. so to answer your question I am about um, as desensitized to uh, callers as you are to demons and I'm also about as sure that the callers are real as you are to demons well that depends how real do you think I am 1 to 10 uh fuck man I think I would give you a you know I'm gonna give you a 6 out of 10 for how real I think you are oh, okay yeah we're about do you know maybe I, cause I'm more on like the 4 for the demon like I'm on the other end of the 64 what do you think it's me? What you mentioned, you you have done this psychoanalysis of me that I'm very curious because you see you're a very interesting person, and I want to hear your Thank analysis you. of me. So if you have, what do you what what do you think gets me excited? It's almost even if it's not like a great thing. Sometimes you'll I can just tell you're desensitized because it's something different, like. Weirdly, I think one of the most like hyped up I've heard you get recently. Do you remember uh, when that dude called in 
and you talked about fucking his friend's girlfriend's ass on prom night. Oh I yeah, that was with Benny Blanco. Most, yeah, I between that and there being a guy, I think that's the most like energetic and like really into the episode that you've that I've see, like noticed at least in a long. Obviously, I don't catch every stream, but just like from what uh, I can notice. Well, I'm that was shocking. Like a, like I mean, that was shocking. Or, that guy. Yeah, that was definitely, and it was almost like he didn't see what was wrong with that. Like, you just fucked your girlfriend, like, not, sorry, your friend's girlfriend's, at, like, like, that's like, would you rather get punched or would you rather get bitch slapped backhanded across the face? What else do you think of me as, what else do you make of me as a human being? Um, I don't know, I think. You seem like a good guy. I haven't met you in person. I hope to right. next month. That'd be well, cool. You can always summon me. Um, are you are you a demon lizard? Have the mimic? Cool. No, just summon the mimic demon and have him paint his face green and say things. Nah, I don't want to mess with that thing. It gave me a really bad nightmare the other night. Uh, what, what was the nightmare? I I. I it was just really unenjoyable so I was like in my apartment and people I haven't even seen in quite a while were here and for some reason in my dreams my apartment always looks different than it actually does but it always looks the same every dream like the same different uh, so there's always a hint of confusion almost to myself that I can tell it's not right but I don't know why so there, I'm always stressed when I have a dream about my apartment and then I just remember going to check my phone and like I couldn't see the light coming off my phone. It was almost like when someone has one of those uh, privacy protector screens. And then I like went to look up at my fiance. I was like, hey, are you seeing this? And even though she was like an inch from me, her face was just like a shadowed outline and I couldn't see anything of her face. And it was just her voice talking to me. And I didn't understand why in the dream, but it was really upsetting to me. And then I, it, it basically was just a continuation of weird morphed places of real places that I actually go to and shadow people that you couldn't see any features of them. And then they just had like people I knew's voices coming out of them. Elias, I don't know if you're going to take this as a compliment or not, but talking to you makes me feel very high. I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm not that high. What is not that high for you? Okay, well, see, I recently found out that I do not perceive weed normally because I was listening to a Burt Chrysler's podcast today. And he was talking about the El Blunto blunts that are one gram. And he was talking about like how him and his friend were smoking it over the course of a weekend and it was a lot of weed. And then I thought back to about two months ago where me and my friend both bought one, smoked it in a sitting, said they were shit, and then proceeded to just go through a pack of different house pre-rolls. And uh, so I am not smoking right now, actually. I'm, okay. I'm curing off. I've only smoked a little bit just about 20, 30 minutes ago. And then uh, um, tomorrow I will completely cease for at least maybe 10 days or so. Take a little break. Elias, I'm going to let you go. But it was nice talking to you. You're a fascinating person. It was nice talking to you. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um... Uh, yeah. yeah. Nope. Not that I can think of. Okay. All right. Good luck, Elias. Try not to summon too many demons. Will do. Okay. Take care. All right. I will. Uh, see you in Phoenix. See you in Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that was just now, but that was fascinating. Um. Yeah, I feel. I feel good. I feel good. Let's keep going.
Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high-interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Hello? Hello. Who is this? This is Michelle. Michelle, what's going on with you? Well, recently on a whim... I went on Meetup, and I started a group, and the idea of the group is to go to different hiking trails, and I will be playing music, and I'll just dance, and the people who are there can try to copy me or just make up their own moves, and I have not done any events yet. I am definitely nervous. But so you started the meetup group. To make a meetup group. So you started the meetup group, but you have not yet met up. No. What is preventing you from meeting up with the meetup group? Um, I, I want to have some sound choreography before I go. Some sound choreography. Okay, and so the point of this group is to hike and dance as well. Yes. Okay. Um, are you teaching a dance, or are you just kind of meeting up with people who like to dance as well? Um, so I'd like to have some kind of routine that people can follow along with, but they they can also just do whatever they want. Okay. Okay. So, all right, let's say I'm in this meetup group. And you, Michelle, are like, all right, Wednesday, 9 a.m., we're going to the thing. We're going to go to Mount Picklebottom, and we're going to climb Mount Picklebottom, and uh, we're going to do a dance when we get to the top. Is that is that kind of the theory? Um. Well, hopefully we'll be dancing on the way to the top. Oh, okay. So this is this is a hiking group where you are dancing while you are hiking. Yes. And have you I ever done that before? Go on any? Um, a little bit. I have, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't go on any trails that are too challenging with things to trip over. I'd stick to paved trails. I have never heard of a group that that dances while hiking. Me neither. Okay. But I was just walking my dog at the park one day. I started dancing and I thought, hey, this might be fun to do in a group. How many people have joined this meetup group? 22. You have 
22 people who heard your pitch to hike a trail while dancing and said, I am in, let's do it. Yes. And, and they, there were even three people who didn't have profile pictures. And I asked them to put one because I just want to know what everyone looks like. And they wanted enough to put up a profile picture. How many people have people sent you messages? Have they been like, when are we doing this thing? Uh, no one has asked when we're starting. <laughs> I made the group a few days ago. And the only thing preventing you from starting is that you don't have an actual routine. Yeah. Okay. And just anxiety in general. Okay. Do you have a ma- do you have a trail in mind that you want to do this at? Yes, I do. Okay. Um so all that's really missing for you is some kind of routine. Yes. Okay. When you were when you first discovered the dance hike, did you have some form of routine or were you simply vibing and hiking? No, I was just vibing. Okay. And did you have a good time doing that? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you have some sort of portable speaker thing that you can bring with you on this hike? Yes. I Once I had this idea, I went on Amazon and I bought this really good speaker. It's waterproof. It can take a drop. It clips onto your belt. And do you have a playlist of music that you think would be good for for dancing? Yes, I do. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. What's the name of the meetup group? Can I ask you this? Yeah, it's um, My City Walk and Dance. Walk and Dance. Okay, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw something out at you. I'm going to throw some out at you. I don't think you need a routine. Because you're really you're throwing a walk and dance party. You're you're throwing a more you're more throwing a party than you are teaching any kind of a class. You know. So I think that for you to merely invite folks to go on this walk with you and to bring music and to start the dancing um, is enough to accomplish your goal, which sounds like it is to meet people and have fun. Yeah. So we established you don't have a routine. You don't. No, we've established you do not need a routine, and therefore it's okay that you don't have one. And so now we have to combat that you are just merely anxious about doing it. Yes. Okay, what are you anxious about in terms of doing it? Um, I guess just having so many people watching me dance. I've danced, like, in public before, but it was mostly, like, salsa, so... Everyone else is also dancing and they're focusing on their own thing. But here I'm going to be at the in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's going to be dancing themselves. That's true. Yeah. <sighs> Michelle, are you generally... um? Do you, Have you always been concerned with what other people think of you? Yes. Yeah, to the point of severe detriment to myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I think that I think that getting over that is a long perhaps sometimes even lifelong arduous process that uh I cannot solve for you over the course of this phone call. But I will tell you this, 
I will tell you that, um, some central things. One, getting over that fear is necessary. It is essential to being able to live a full life. If that's what you desire. In my opinion, some people could argue with me that you can live a full life without getting over a fear of what other people think of you. But I think if you want to really unlock all that life has to offer, you need to get over that fear or at least deal with it. You don't have to rid your you don't have to rid your body of it because you might never be able to accomplish that, but you can face it. And you can deal with it. Uh, and you have to in order to be able to do all the wonderful things that life has to offer, such as have little dance parties in the woods. And then yeah. two, you, everyone who is going to this thing is also kind of a weirdo that likes to dance in the woods. So <laughs> you are going to be in uh, good company and it's going to be a group of 22 people who are all uh, nervous about uh, who are all so nervous about being seen dancing that they are only willing to do it in the woods so you'd be in good company yeah you have a good point there um I am that that that's what I will tell you Michelle um, I mean, I think it's impressive that you've gone as far as to actually make the group because a lot of the times I feel like I would get a call that says something like, I'm thinking about doing this thing. But you don't, you don't even think about it. You, just, you, you actually did it. But now you have to actually do the did and set the date. And I hope you do that. Thank you. I will. I'm just going to... That was... I think... Forcing myself to come up with a routine before it is just was just a way for me to postpone it. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For sure. Yep. That's I think it's but I think it's when I, I think came it's good up that with you this idea. Yeah. Yeah. And when I came up with this idea, I had no routine, no idea what I was doing. And I had a lot of fun anyway. Yeah, I don't think you need a routine. I think you were right to say that the routine was just procrastinating you actually going and doing it. I've I had situations like that myself where um, I felt as though there was a missing piece and the actual missing piece was just overcoming the fear of doing the thing. So, um... Post it in the Discord, by the way. Yeah, you don't have to. But if you want to, post it in the Discord. I, I bet there's somebody watching the stream who uh, lives in that area and would like to join you. So feel free to post in the Discord if you want. Um, Michelle, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yes, I have a funny story about my dog. I have a um, foam roller, and sometimes she gets a little heated and starts humping it. I do that with my foam roller as well. Um, they are very good sexual objects. Thank you very much for calling, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, Lyle. Talk to you later. Now, you see, it's difficult because I, there were two, there were really two sides of my brain there when I was talking to Michelle. And one side of my brain is the one that really wants to encourage people to, um, you know, do their crazy ideas and live their life and have fun and overcome their fears. And the other part is the part that would be a little pissed off if I was walking in the woods and somebody was blasting music. But I'd get over it. I'd get over it. I hope she does the dance party. I hope she does. Hello? Hello? Hi. No way. <laughs> way. Hey, what's up? Not much. What's up with you? Uh, I was just, like, watching your stream, man. This is crazy. You actually do sound different on the phone. <laughs> uh, am I talking to to Steve? Yeah. Uh, Steve, it says here that you're thinking about quitting your job at uh, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How long have you been yeah. working there for? 
Um, like not very long. Like probably like I guess a month now. Okay. And it's like um, it's it's a lot. Yeah, why is it a lot? You know, honestly, it's like I can do like they put me on, you know, food or they'll put me on something and I can just do a task and that's fine. But when when they have me work with people, like, you know, uh, when I have to like talk to people and take their orders and stuff, put it in the system, that's like it's it's uh, it's just a lot, you know, I mean, some customers are good. Is it a lot of just Sorry. unruly people? Like, it's actually not too bad. You know, I haven't had too many bad encounters. But I'm still obviously, like, in training and stuff. There's, like, a million drinks. So you have to learn how to make them all. Um, and that's, like, the last part of your training, surprisingly. Yeah. They do, like, food and then, like, uh, register and all that. But, mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, I've just been just been doing that pretty much and it's it's people are like they're they're usually pretty good but sometimes you get one that will just like kind of be in a hurry or kind of not care like you'll be like hi how are you and we'll just like say their order right away and just i don't know yeah does that feel like dehumanizing like you're like a human tablet like a little bit and and i mean Honestly, I, I get it because, like, you're in a hurry and obviously people are, like, it's the morning and stuff. But um, at the same time, like, I always feel like I'm quitting things. Like, I, like, uh, kind of dropped out of college the first time. But, like, you know, um, it was more of just, like, a I didn't really vibe with that college and stuff. And it was during COVID. But then... um like I'm in I'm in school again now. I go to the county, but it's like uh, still just like not the vibe at all. <laughs> so you feel like you have a problem with quitting things too early? Maybe I don't know. That's yeah. kind of why why I'm like having a dilemma. Well, it's interesting to, when when I think about quitting. It's uh, there's there's no. There's as much pride in staying as there is in quitting, right? Well, yeah, I, I yeah, think, I, I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said about having uh, consistency and being able to stick through to the end of something. Yeah. But there's also something to be said about being self-aware enough to realize that a situation doesn't work for you and moving on from it. Yeah. What's all right? So you're 21. What's um? Yep. What else is going on in your life? Are you so? What are you in? What are you in school for? Uh, it's so like I'm in the process of changing my major. It's like a whole thing, and I kind of don't know what I want to change to because I was just doing business, but um, it was like I just really wasn't like. Like, I, I know I could do the work. Like, I'm very capable of it. But it's, I just really wasn't, like, into it at all or interested. Like, it didn't engage me at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, do so it's you like, I also have feel... anything, do you have anything that is interesting to you? Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm into, like, botany and stuff and plants, but... I'm not exactly okay. sure what I would do with that. Okay. Are you paying money to go to school? Uh, yeah. But it's county, so it's not, you know, tuition's pretty low. Alright. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's kind of just like... I I always feel like I'm trying to make the decision for, like, my happiness and, like, to try and, you know, keep myself heading in a direction that will eventually make me happy or what I mm-hmm. what I want to go towards. But then I'm like, maybe I'm just like giving up on things too early and like not, not seeing things through. But I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, you just wake up and you go to work sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to be. Uh, how to tell you what to do. Um, yeah, it's all right. I mean, you know, I didn't even um, think I was going to get in. I just like called. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> what's your ultimate dream in life, man? What do you, what do you ultimately want to do? Uh, I really don't know. I, I I think like high school took the fun out of a lot of things for me. Like what? But like, I mean, um, I don't know. Just like learning, and I don't. I feel like I don't love the whole like structured class environment stuff. But I feel like then again, maybe that's just like a lazy excuse, you know? <laughs> so. Well, well, you said you like botany, right? Yeah. Why don't you um, explore that more? What can you do? Yeah. Uh, what can you do with a job? And but what can you do with um, in botany? Are there jobs available for you? I honestly like don't know. I I've looked into like a tiny bit, but not not like realistically, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Why don't you look into that? You give it a shot. If you think that that's uh, yeah, what you like. I mean, I mean, if you haven't even looked into it, how do you even know that it's not an option? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it, it feels like a lot of, I would, I would have to do like a whole like four year degree, which like, I don't know if I want to do like, I don't know. There's just a lot involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Somebody is saying that trade school is a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea, I guess. Yeah, have you ever thought about doing that? Uh, like, yeah, possibly. Okay. Could definitely think about it. Yeah, yeah, explore your options. I mean, man. it's not like end of the world. I'm just like kind of vibing along. Somebody said join the military. You could join the military. I don't know if that'd probably be a much much, that'd probably be a much larger commitment than um, that'd probably be a much larger commitment than you know school. But give it a chance to OnlyFans. You could try that. Um, I'm sorry, I I can't be of uh, more help to you, Stephen. I I, uh, no, no, man. Honestly, just talking to you like has made my day. Like. You know, I've worked tomorrow I have to be there early, and it's just like this is this is great. It's just like kind of talk through. Okay, good, good. Is there any other kind of aspect yeah. of this that um you you wanted to talk about that you feel like you didn't get to? Uh, no. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's like, you know, a lot going on, but yeah. Um, well, Steven, is there anything else that you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Uh, I will say just be kind to people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sometimes just a little thing can just like honestly be great for somebody. So, yeah, um, man. I, yeah. uh, I agree. Um, you know, look, I hope, I hope yeah. that you don't get a kind of, battered down by uh the people who you're interacting with at your barista job and uh you know i hope that what you just told me the um you know about wanting to be kind to people and whatnot i hope that you in in whatever situation that you're in find ways to um practice that yeah definitely yeah. Thank you for calling, Stephen. Thank you. Good night. 
I don't. I. I. I you know, it's tough, man. I. Uh, it's tough with like advicey things, and I appreciate that Steven said that he just felt like um, talking about it, because I. I. I don't know. I wonder. Um, I wonder. I guess how to best serve this thing, because I, I. I more and more and more. Actually, the it's funny. The more I do this, the the less qualified I feel to, um, you know, advise people on anything because it's so tough. It's so tough. I was just I was just saying this at the beginning of the stream. It's so tough to um, navigate things, and it's it's something I'm I'm struggling with like immensely now with on you know with myself, and um. I don't know. I it's it's I guess nice to commiserate with other people who are uh, struggling with the same thing and I think that's a lot of people out there. Um I think the main thing I got from Steven is like he's faced with this challenge that all of these people um that all of these people uh come to his coffee shop and they don't take the time to uh you know kind of talk to him like he's a person but he's understanding about that because you can't control how other people act towards you and he and he recognizes that and understands it and is not bitter about it which is great because i think it's something that's easy to um be bitter about and um i think for him you know even when the job gets tough i think uh the best thing he could probably do is is really learn to take those punches and and if he really truly believes in these these things that he's talking about of you know how he wants to be in the world uh he'll learn how to be them even in the face of unruly people i think that that's the opportunity that this you know position is granting him i think he should take advantage of that opportunity to the degree that it's beneficial and not let it, uh, you know, destroy him. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.